And welcome back <laughs> to another episode of the Sometimes Sports Show. We're back. <laughs> it's been a minute. That is for reals. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, just pandemic uh, <laughs> has affected a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, not to say that I'm not surprised, but yeah, for a, for a while there, I was probably working like. 10 hour days because i work in a warehouse that mostly sells online so our business actually kind of went through the roof (laughs) so it was pretty it was pretty intense for a little bit there yikes yeah no i've been uh my work got really slow for a little while and so it was no skeleton crews and just (laughs) let everybody work from home and except for me because you know of course you can't let the supervisor work from home that'd be crazy (laughs) that Uh, would be crazy so uh yeah but no otherwise it's been good um but halfway through the pandemic my boss got fired and so i've been without a boss for the last three months and you know when they say be your own boss i don't think that's what they meant no that is not what they meant, um, but that's what happened, and <laughs> so I've been doing my boss's job and mine for the last little while. Unfortunately, usually what that means is that you just get paid the same amount to do extra work. Exactly. Hooray, <laughs> salary. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that tends to be that tends to be the case. Yep. So yeah, no salary jobs suck. <laughs> I mean, the stability is nice, but uh, stability is nice. But at the same time, like you know, yeah, if I'm working sixty hours a week. I'd like to be rewarded for that. Yeah, seriously, money. that's yeah. My wife actually got a new job in the middle of all this, where she went from being uh, like an assistant administrator to the administrator of a different building. And nice. the salary the salary is nice but yeah again she had to work a graveyard last night mm-hmm. but it's but that's like on top of the 40 hours she has to already put in so <laughs> yeah yeah i i get that <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's fun mm-hmm. uh but we got pretty lucky because she's in healthcare and i'm in online sales basically so it's two things that actually yeah. did pretty well yep yeah, and I'm in uh, medical transportation, so. Yeah, also also something that do- can't afford to just, like, go under, so. Nope. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's jump into this. We've got sports happening. We do have sports happening. <laughs> and, I mean, and not just, like, a little. Like, there's a decent amount of sports happening. Yeah, I actually went ahead and made my watch grid of what to watch for the next week because I didn't realize how much was actually happening. <laughs> There's a yeah, a decent amount. I mean, we're like stuff I didn't even put on the show notes that I'm looking at now. I mean, like the US Open is happening yep. and like there's just so many things yeah, the PGA going Tour down. Championship starts this like is this weekend? Yeah. So that's I mean, we're like we're like 10 days out from the NFL season starting. Yeah, the Kentucky Derby uh, is Saturday. Yeah, it's just, it's just, and that's, I mean, and that's on top of, you know, NBA in full playoff mode, NHL in full playoff mode, college football about to start. So Baseball we'll, 
last month of the season. Yeah, baseball. We're just we're we're here. <laughs> the trade deadline yeah. was on Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. So let's start from the top, which on my notes is the NBA because it's what I've paid the most attention to. So I'll be able to give the most <laughs> input to. <laughs> Yeah. Everything else I gradually know less and less about. So then we'll talk about hockey, which I know a little but less, and then baseball, which I know nothing, and <laughs> and college football, which I feel like I know less than nothing because things change every day. <laughs> Faster than every day. Like, yeah, every multiple hour. times a yeah, multiple times a day. So we'll start with the NBA. And this is kind of a good time to to talk about this too, because we're right at the tail end of some of the first round and right at the beginning of some of the second round. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time to catch up uh, and chat about, about what's happening. So let's start with the first round series that are over, which is all of them except for one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's just get it out of the way and talk about the heartbreaker. That was the jazz series. Man. That. yeah that was yeah, such that's, a good series <laughs> yeah i mean that's about it that's about that sigh basically is every every jazz fan right now i mean yeah i mean basically we had the you know some of donovan mitchell's best single game performances mm-hmm. like of his entire career we might have had like two of those within the span of just this series absolutely i he played amazingly well and the thing is the jazz needed to him to be incredible and doing all of these things but also like perfect on defense as well yeah without bojan you know you're missing such a key part of your offense and your defense there and so it i i honestly didn't give the jazz much of a hope against the nuggets headed into that because yeah the nuggets were way more healthy than the jazz even though the nuggets were still down a couple of players but yeah well but yeah it's like you're talking about with the jazz you're talking about a starter and Mm. someone who's like can give you between 20 and 30 points which is a lot a lot of offense to lose especially on the jazz yeah yeah there's not not a ton of offense to go around Uh so Uh, yeah that's something that i mean i chatted with a lot of people about it and it's like one of those things where literally we were like uh bojan bogdanovich away from probably taking that series Mm -hmm. uh because like when you have to you know rely on your 23 year old to score 50 points a game like that's that's not a series you're probably gonna win and when you give a g league player his very first start ever yeah in an nba playoff game like yeah his very sure. first minute was in an nba playoff game i was like man this just isn't gonna go well for the jazz and the first game they push it to overtime <laughs> and yeah well that's the thing is games two and three it was like the jazz played some of the most perfect basketball i've ever seen in my life they just were hitting everything shutting them down it was just like mm-hmm 
like dominant offense and not even like all from Mitchell, like from a little bit of everybody. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that's what you had to do was play perfect to <laughs> to win those games. Yeah. And down and down the stretch, it's just fatigue and everything else just couldn't. They they just couldn't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so close and so good, but. <laughs> yeah and then jamal murray for the nuggets i mean i don't know what yeah you could say about him he so good i i mean i knew he could score i didn't know he could score like that yeah and that's just one of those things where it kind of makes me wonder if like him being in on that stage and like just sort of seeing what he needed to do to step up to sort of pull that team when Jokic was kind of having a hard time mm-hmm because it definitely seemed like he was like a step slow and Jokic couldn't like couldn't quite keep up and then he would take dumb fouls because he was frustrated yeah yeah I think it just was Donovan Mitchell was so incredible and the Nuggets didn't have a you know a scorer that could just get hot and go nuts like that and so Jamal Murray was like okay I guess it's guess me, it's me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. So, but I mean, it took they took it to seven, and you know, it was a good a good competitive series. Even though, even when it looked like it wasn't for a sec, like Denver, you know, came back, made it look competitive, and then mm-hmm. eventually took it, which is, which is good. I mean, in the, the their next series against the Clippers, I imagine that that's probably going to be a pretty good series too. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll get that. So let's actually talk about the Clippers and the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks, despite being plagued by <laughs> by injuries, both mm-hmm. large and small, uh, you know they took the Clippers to six games, yeah. um, eventually falling. So, uh, and Luca became the superstar that we all thought he was going to be. Yeah, and that's one of those things where uh, a friend and I were talking that, like, obviously a lot of people are going to be interested in going to Dallas, you know, free agents because like who doesn't want to play with like that good of a scorer slash passer mm-hmm. <laughs> slash all around player. Uh, and so, you know, if they fill out their bench and they can like, you know, not have to worry about Lucas sitting down, then the Dallas, the Mavericks will be, you know, pretty good, pretty big contenders mm-hmm. going into next year. And if you can just keep, you know, Porzingis even kind of healthy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, if if he if he can play, they'll be they'll be really good. Even without him for most of the playoffs in this round, I mean, yeah. they were still right there with the Clippers. Took him to six games. Luca almost could do it by himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, but that team is so fun to watch. Like, that's one of those things Luca is so deceptively good like it doesn't look like like he's sort of like you know jogging up the court but then like like his step back is good and his passing is legit mm-hmm. he's just like he just you know plays with a ton of heart too so it's like yeah. <laughs> I yeah I'm excited for for the future of the Mavericks mm-hmm. I am wor- I am worried about Porzingis's long-term durability yeah it's not not something you want to be worried about for when you're franchise players, but yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, he came back from his what was it, an ACL tear or something, and then 
he had hurt his other or he had soreness in his other knee and then the meniscus tear and yeah so it's it's tough it'll be interesting to see if they can hold on to him for enough of a season for it to be for it to be worth it yeah i i mean just what you've seen out of him already makes that trade worth it because yeah you know you've already gotten more from the knicks than they got from you it's true that is true (laughs) already won that trade just because just because of the role players that you got even like yeah yeah i mean yeah dallas has some they've got some pretty good i mean and some kids and some people who just they have the opportunity to be to be big i mean like like hardaway Mm -hmm. or and even seth curry like he doesn't always you know put the put the numbers on the board but like he can Mm -hmm. which is you know that's all you need is like one or two bench players to like be able to come off and like He's Go the most hot. accurate three-point shooter in NBA history. Yeah, which, you know, that's saying something. When, you know, his brother is yeah, you know, the one he passed for most accurate three-point shooter in NBA history. It's true. It's true. So, uh, so that that's exciting. Uh, the Clippers managed to take the series with Paul George in all but one of these games, basically doing nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just couldn't hit couldn't hit a dang thing uh playoff p yeah but he eventually returned to form uh and i know he put up a half decent amount of points in one of these games mm-hmm. so i it was in yeah looks like it was the game where they scored 154 points yeah, that's the one thing that the Dallas uh, defense needs some help with. <laughs> Not giving up 154 <laughs> points in a single game. Yeah, yeah. So, But see, that's what the Clippers are, I think, capable of. You know, mm-hmm. Leonard had 32 and Paltrow's had 35, which is huge. Uh, so, you know, if, if they can do that, then the Clippers have, like, a good shot at the title. But, you know, if Paltrow's continues to be iffy (laughs) when it matters and i think the nuggets have figured out how to actually clamp down and play good defense on a ball dominant player yeah donovan mitchell still scored a lot of points but like Kawhi leonard isn't going to go off for 50 every single game that's yeah that's not what he does it's true so it'll be it'll be real that'll that makes that series really exciting and that's even though like i bet the clippers probably have like the odds quote unquote (laughs) to win Mm -hmm. that uh i think that'll be it'll be a close series and i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if that went to six or seven games as well yeah yeah i i would still take the clippers in six games just because i don't think the nuggets have enough offense they, yeah. they had enough to beat the Jazz when the Jazz literally had one player that could score. <laughs> that's true. The The Clippers have more than one player, and so I, that's why I think the Clippers will win. But yeah. I I do think the games will be very competitive. 
Yeah, which is good. It's I mean, it sucks to like have a game just like slip, like get out of reach in a hurry. Like, I, mean, I think in one of those Chaz Nuggets games, the Chaz might have been up by like forty at one point. So yeah. it's like, so those games, you know, it's good for the the team you're rooting for, but like, it's not mm-hmm. not great as far as watchability goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the other? You know, the other East team, the other or the other West series to talk about is the trailblazers lakers which is you know it's kind of a kind of too bad because <laughs> trailblazers looked so good in game one and mm-hmm. then it was just all down all downhill from there yeah uh, but i mean the blazers their biggest issue was they they couldn't they could not guard lebron james they had yeah no players on their roster <laughs> capable of yeah. defending lebron james which you know, wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't LeBron James. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, <laughs> they've got yeah, they've got LeBron James, which you know, there's only like a small handful of people who can even you know keep LeBron James semi in check to begin mm-hmm. with. And then on top of that, you also have to worry about Anthony Davis. Yeah. So which, like, I mean, Nurk couldn't guard either of them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the Blazers were always 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 going to have a massive issue with yeah i was gonna say the only the only way that they were gonna win that series is if lillard and mccollum both put up like 35 a night Mm -hmm. uh which unfortunately you know lillard you know sprains his knee and has to go home Mm -hmm. uh which at that point the series was over yeah so you know it's it's too bad the good thing about that series was we got to see some pretty dang good basketball out of uh carmelo anthony yeah <laughs> who would have thought Melo's actually still like good yeah i mean you're talking about like an efficient too and like and mm-hmm. he's you know not playing like limited minutes like you know he starts the game plays 40 minutes and this is game seven or game five yeah when the one they lost like he puts up 40 minutes you know he puts 27 and seven mm-hmm. you know on pretty efficient shooting so you know yeah it's He's playing the role of the aging superstar, which is perfect. Like, yeah. He's not trying to take over a game, he, but if you want him to take the shots, he'll take them. I know, and he's got that, that little baseline fadeaway jumper that he does mm-hmm. that like is automatic, and it's, you know, it's classic, classic Carmelo. Yeah. That's like, man, Melo, you... <laughs> I, yeah. After watching you on the Knicks for those years, I would have never ever guessed it's a, it's a joys it's a joys what half decent coaching can do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a coach who actually understands how basketball works yeah that's true that's true uh i guess one other thought on this series mostly on just the the trailblazers and how they got into the playoffs in general uh that the eight game run up was amazing because teams like Portland had to win a few to get close and then win the play in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had teams like the Suns that won all of them and it didn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is which is the, the epitome of what a Suns team basically has. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, it's about the closest they've come in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. What I really don't think is fair though is the only reason the Blazers made the playoffs is because during the pre-pandemic season, 
they played one more game than the Suns. Ah, uh, that's true. That is that's true. That's literally the only reason why the Blazers made it and not the Suns. Yeah, that is that is too bad. Yeah. There should have been there should have been a second play like if that was all tied there should have been a second play and where Portland also had to beat the Suns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like and you know they're playing in a bubble. Can we could we have just had the Suns go ahead and eliminate the Nets? Like yeah, no joke. <laughs> the Suns take out the Nets and then the Suns play in the Eastern Conference and just they go yeah. Nets. <laughs> they should have yeah. Yeah, that'd have been that'd have been great. But I do I love the idea of a playing game, and I know that it it got pretty good ratings, and so they decided mm-hmm. it, or they now they haven't decided, but they've talked about uh, implementing it mm-hmm. in regular season basketball, non bubble basketball. Yeah, which I would uh, I would keep this same format, just tweaked just a little bit. Um, I do a nine ten playing game. And then it's a, uh, a essentially a three-game series against the number eight seed, and you have to win. You have to win uh, basically all three in order to make yeah. it in. You lose it's one, like and a, you're out. Yeah, yeah. I so I was gonna say so that's something that I would definitely be down for. The other thing to do about that as well is it'd be really nice to just see i know they've talked about just like a one through 16 seed mm-hmm. and then you could just have basically a mini tournament like for the basically like the last two spots because the last two spots and 16 seeds are always going to be not that great a team yeah so basically just like like the 15 16 and the 17 18 basically just play like mm-hmm. like a like a winner take all tournament basically yeah and like i just uh <laughs> tournament basketball is so good <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is like having that having that the the single or even double elimination sort of feel behind it just makes it mm-hmm. like feel like it matters that much more i wouldn't even like i wouldn't even be opposed to um doing it fifa or not fifa like um champions league um, oh yeah tournament where it's a two game series one at the one team's home one at the other team's home uh, but it's total points scored yeah it's so, true that that'd be awesome so like the game just picks up at you know 101 oh. to 89 <laughs> and you know that you're down by 12 going into the game and you gotta outplay them and win by at least 13 yeah like that I think it works better in basketball than it does in soccer. I guess it's true. Yeah, I that'd be awesome. I'd love to see. I love you know interesting weird changes like that. Mm -hmm. That'd be dope. Yeah, I I love stealing ideas from soccer because soccer has some really great ideas. It's just soccer sucks at doing them (laughs) yeah so i i want to steal all of soccer's ideas and put them all over the rest of sports unfortunately yeah i don't know what it is about soccer but i feel like soccer just attracts like like scummy people who try Uh to lead it yeah (laughs) like 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 i don't feel like the like the world cup leadership is always terrible and the Uh fifa leadership is always terrible yeah i just i yeah, there's something about the way soccer does their ideas that just like 
No, you you have it. <laughs> it it's perfect. It's great. Why are just you ruining it? <laughs> just don't mess with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, on the eastern side, I guess briefly, we'll talk Rocket's Thunder because uh, that game, I mean, the people who are listening to this, the series will be over. The game hasn't started yet as we're recording this. And can you absolutely believe that the Thunder have taken the Rockets to seven games? No, I... At the start of the series, everybody was asking me, "Oh, do you think the Thunder have a chance? You, you think think we got a shot?" And I'm like, like, no, no. Like, I would be shocked if this game or if this goes to six games. Yeah, I was. I like, like with the Thunder coming out and winning, like even the even a couple. I was like, wow, like they're mm-hmm. they're do they're doing stuff. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. taking them taking them to overtime and like. I mean, everyone in the beginning, everyone was just talking about how how they had almost no chance to make it to the playoffs at the beginning of the season anyway. Mm-hmm. And now that they're there, they're like, well, that's the story. And then Houston takes a two-game lead, and you're just like, well, so much for that. See you, Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> and then they win two in a row and tie it back up. Yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're doing stuff now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Chris Paul is still the point god. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it's like, this is such a frustrating game to watch as a Jazz fan because because I hate the Rockets and I hate Chris Paul, <laughs> but I think I think I hate the Rockets as a whole more. So I was like, I'm kind of been rooting for Oklahoma City a little bit. Well, I've been rooting. I mean, I know Chris Paul's a jerk, and you know, nobody really actually likes him. <laughs> but for your team to just completely give up on you and trade you to your in-division rival for who's considered the person that's better than you at your exact same position. And then you outplay him, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'm like, man, this is such a good revenge story for Chris Paul. <laughs> Plus, it's like, that's one of those things where after that trade, pretty sure everybody at the underdog thought, that Oklahoma City was just they're like oh well that's it's rebuilt like they're just mm-hmm. gonna they're, they're just gonna tank and rebuild and you know come back in a couple seasons but instead they like played good they yeah. got a lot out they got a lot out of their young talent and then with Chris Paul actually being like a good you know point guard and leader it's like mm-hmm. you know they're doing stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I mean I forgot how good of a coach Billy Donovan actually is. Yeah. Like to take this roster that has Chris Paul and like half of Steven Adams <laughs> and yeah. then just a bunch of nobodies. I mean like like I'm a huge fan of uh Shy Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably he's probably my favorite player on that team and I think he's got a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, you're taking like Dennis Schroeder and Dennis Schroeder <laughs> was so bad and now he's so good this year. Right? I know all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like I've got a buddy who's like, what do you think it would take to get Dennis Schroeder away from the thunder? I was like, do we want Dennis Schroeder? Like, <laughs> I don't, is he that good? Or does Billy Donovan just find a way to make him look good? Yeah, I, I really think it's Billy Donovan cause he didn't look that good. And I mean, yeah, Gallinari. The- yeah, Gallinari's like putting up like twenty five yeah. a game. Like that's yeah. Like they he they found a way to get the most out of uh out of all their talent, which is like 
mm-hmm. you know, good good for them. I mean, even taking the series to seven is an accomplishment. Basically, every win from here on out is something big. So yeah, yeah. I I would love to see Chris Paul knock Russell Westbrook out of the playoffs. That'd be amazing. Just because you know Chris Paul always had that stigma that he can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and now if he is the one that knocks Russell Westbrook and James Harden out. Uh, oh, I'm going to laugh so hard. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love that. That would be amazing. And we'll we'll find that out tonight. And uh, everyone else is like, okay, we already know the ending, you dummies. But, like, we don't know that. <laughs> we don't know. But that. I don't know yet. So, yeah. shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> so, uh, so that's awesome. Anyway, so with the... On, in the East, the Bucks played the Magic. Magic had a, a great game one where they surprised them. Mm-hmm. And then the series basically went exactly how I expected it to after that. Yeah. And the Bucks won four in a row. Yeah. Uh, turns out the Magic are not that great. Well, and that's one of those things where it's like a lot of people were joking. But it's like kind of a joke, not joke. It's like the Magic have as close to home court advantage as you could have asked for. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the fact that they take one out of five or whatever is like, that's a, I, I would take those odds. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, like, I think when we were joking about, like, who do we who we thought the sweeps might be, like, I I call I called the Raptors Nets series. Yeah. I, I, I legit didn't think that the Pacers would be swept. No, I thought they had a couple of wins in them. Yeah, but then you lose Oladipo and you lose Sabonis, and just... yeah, those are like basically two out of the three of your like best play yeah. <laughs> best players. So, so I don't, then you're I don't like... count that for Indiana and the fact that they fired Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Like I don't know. That's that seems like an overreaction. They gave him ex- an extension like the week before. Literally, <laughs> like what? they signed him to an your... extension <laughs> make up your mind bro yeah <laughs> they fire him because they get swept because he loses his best players like yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah the the one thing is every, people are saying that they know that they're going to sign mike d'antoni uh which i'm like man d'antoni running his seven seconds or less offense with oladipo and sabonis it's true i mean and brockton is like pretty good he's come uh-huh. up as a as a point guard so like yeah. that'd be that'd be good i mean it, like, so because they've got the length they've got the speed they've got the size like man that paces could be scary that could be real scary if dan <laughs> can do it <laughs> yeah so so that's exciting uh unfortunately this year things didn't work out yep now they they're uh they're home the heat on the other hand looked pretty good jimmy butler's doing jimmy butler stuff yeah <laughs> Um, uh, I forgot how actual good Jimmy Butler is. Yeah, he I was mean, doing all the stupidity in Minnesota and all that. Well, and then it, and then again in the for Philadelphia. Yeah, can you like you forget that he was also in Philadelphia for a sec? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he just everywhere he goes, it all falls apart. But now he's in a bubble, and there's no distractions, and so there's no drama and all right he's still really good at basketball (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't call him jimmy buckets for nothing (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's funny how he said that uh, he didn't even invite his family for the second round of the playoffs because he doesn't want any distractions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, this is the way he needs to treat every series. Like, yeah, I mean, sure, let him go nuts at the start of the season, but then rein him in and start holding him hostage in the second half. You know, after after <laughs> February or something, and then yeah, playoff time sequester him in a hotel nobody in nobody out yeah well that's one of those crazy things too it's like the heat as a whole like you know the the roster's not bad but if you were to look at it like in a vacuum you might think you know first or second round playoff exit but the way that they're putting it together i mean as we're recording game two of this series of the series of them versus the bucks is on and I mean, they won game one, and they're putting up a they're pretty decent fight in game two. I mean, they're ahead, so mm-hmm. it's pretty uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I I I think the Heat have a shot in this series against the Bucks. Which what happened to the Bucks? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of those things where it's like. I mean, we were talking about how, like, or I've I've been talking with people about the Bucks and like, I mean, again, Giannis is great and he's got almost enough talent to just override a lot of stuff. But I wonder just if he doesn't have all of the help that he needs mm-hmm. to like make a deep playoff run. Yeah, uh, like even when they're playing the Magic, I mean, yeah, they they lost Game One and then won the next four, but there were moments in each of those games where it looked like the Bucks were going to let them, let them slip away and let yeah. the Magic come back and take the win. Um, and then this Heat team, which has a lot more talent than that Magic team, goes out and wins game one and is currently up here in game two. Like, Well, yeah, and that, that game one, Jimmy Butler scored 40. And this one, they're up by five. He's only scored eight points in 24 yeah. minutes. So, like, obviously they can win without him you know going mm-hmm. off which is impressive so yeah uh, something just feels off with milwaukee and i don't know if it's not having their home crowd because they were really great at home this year it's true so i i don't know if they're actually missing that but man they're yeah just, there's they, something they just, the, the yes. flow just isn't there yeah that's true that's uh It'll be interesting to see what they can do as far as like trying to make adjustments because the series, uh, the series could go upside down pretty quick if they, if they can't change something. Uh, if they lose the first two games to the Heat, like I, I don't know what they do to adjust to make it better. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can't let Kelly Olynyk and Jay Crowder knock you out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, that'd be uh, it's a. Uh, but the series will be super interesting to see how close this game is tonight and then moving forward. Uh, with some of the other series that wrapped up in round one, uh, it's a little surprising. The 76ers got swept. Mm-hmm. It's another sweep I, I did not see coming. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just... I, the 76ers didn't look that great yeah i mean i i think i mean basically i feel like it was four games of of out coaching you know by brad stevens Mm -hmm. uh 
I mean, Brett Brown is fine, but I don't. I'm not surprised that they let him go. See, uh, one thing that I thought could give the Sixers a little bit of hope was when Gordon Hayward went down. Yeah. So yeah, I like with how bad the Bucks looked in their series, um, and the Raptors. You really never know what you're going to get out of them every night. I had talked myself into thinking the Celtics were a contender to get out of the East. Yeah. But then you lose Hayward. I'm like, man, I I don't know. But um, Kemba Walker. Yeah. uh, 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 (laughs) Kemba Walker is good at this basketball game. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things where, I mean, you put someone like, you know, Kemba always, like, had that step in Charlotte, but, like, obviously with, you know, mediocre coaching and a mediocre team, and, mm-hmm. like, he didn't really ever have, like, the best of what he could have had. But now that you're on a pretty good team with a mm-hmm. pretty good coach, like... Yeah, and you don't have to be the superstar because you have Jason Tatum, who is the star. Yeah, well, that's the thing is you have Tatum and you have Jalen Brown, who's really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then Marcus Smart just being annoying to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what he's, yeah, I mean, it's what he's good at, so. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it's just, if if they still had Hayward, this, I really, really think the Celtics team would have had a shot, you know, I mean, I think they still do have a shot to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the fact, the fact that they've, you know, taken these first two games against the Raptors, that's mm-hmm. uh it's pretty it's pretty big like i mean if they can stay alive i mean hayward's not like out forever so he could potentially come back if they if yeah. if they can stay alive yeah if they make it to the finals and can add hayward back in just as a bench guy to come off against the lakers like because jason tatum is not great at defense but he's long enough to be able to stick around in front of um lebron yeah and you know Thies is not great but he can move around a little bit and can shoot threes and make life uncomfortable for anthony davis on the defensive end at least and so it's like i i don't I don't think I would take the Celtics over the Lakers, but there's enough there for me to think about it. Yeah, it's it's close. I mean, it's, it is just one of those things where it's like, on a paper standpoint, you're like, yeah, I mean, like, Boston's good, but they're not the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sort of on like a player-by-players status, you'd be like, you know, they they could make this close. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers, you know, the I I mean Kemba Walker's really good and yeah Marcus Smart is a good on-ball defender and Jalen Brown can hit shots is like okay like, <laughs> there's yeah. there's enough to make you think it's true uh-huh. so and then it's almost not even mentioning the Raptors net series it was like yeah. zombie nets were fun because they won a game in the bubble but uh <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was the one series when before the playoffs started, I was like, if I see one series being a sweep, it'd be the Raptors Nets. Mm-hmm. Which call that I didn't see the other ones. Uh the fact that they, you know, turned around and immediately lost two to the Celtics, I was like, all right, like, you know, maybe they got ahead of themselves a little bit, but <laughs> Yeah. But you know, the Celtics team is good. It's so good. So we'll see if the Raptors can make a showing in these next. Because obviously, if they lose tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, it's it's it'll be hard. It'll be really hard. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't see the Celtics team slowing down. And yeah, if the Bucks keep looking bad, I mean a Celtics Heat. Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> That'd be... That would be awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> the, yeah, that's one of those things where it's like... Uh, like, my buddy and I work... Like, we see the Heat playing well against Milwaukee, and we're like, honestly, like, neither of us would be disappointed to see the Heat, like... Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe even try to go to the Finals, depending on, you know, if the... On what happens in that Celtics series, so... I, I kind of want the two of them to meet up just because, oh my gosh, Marcus Smart guarding Jimmy Butler. Oh, that'd be amazing. Punches will be thrown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might actually be a pretty physical series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I want it just for that. Just to yeah. see Marcus yeah. Smart drive Jimmy Butler insane. <laughs> yeah well we don't have a we don't have a draymond green on the on uh-huh. any basketball court to it to to ruin anybody's day so we might as well throw marcus smart in the mix exactly <laughs> all right so time goes way too fast yeah. uh so we're at 40 minutes of talking about an F- or nba so well, let's I mean, we missed a few months still though we didn't even talk about the last few months we just talked about the playoffs (laughs) (laughs) so we're just gonna do a speed run through um through hockey and baseball and everything else i guess uh with with hockey i have sort of been following it mostly because uh both of my teams are not awful Uh uh-huh uh so you know avalanche they're they're in a series where you know they they need to win to stay keep it alive but mm-hmm. uh but but they're there and the golden knights are you know winning in their series so yeah golden knights had a shot to put away the canucks last night put on 43 shots on the goalie and could only get one past him it was, Jeez, Louise. It was so frustrating he played so good but yeah, it was the same way in a couple of the games against Chicago in the first round. Crawford was just so good. The Golden Knights were shooting like fifty times a game because their offense is so good. You can't slow them down. They just keep coming, and they're so aggressive on that end and push every single time they get the puck and they want to shoot. And the goalies have to be amazing. If they're not, then you lose five to one which i mean the golden knights have done that a couple of times already in the playoffs yeah just come out and just blitz you and you've got no shot because then the golden knights still have 
um, either Leonard or Marc Andre Fleury in net. You know, <laughs> they true. just keep trading back and forth between the two of them, and it's you know like it, it, it's which brick wall do you want to face tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much from the get go, they've had pretty good, pretty good in goal help. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I mean that's good. I mean, and then basically. I feel like I get like basically right from their inception, they've uh, basically played a super aggressive style mm-hmm. of game where they just they just try to go fast and put as many shots on goal as possible. Which which is funny though because they fired their coach halfway through the season. Like it's true. You no, know, about a month before play stopped, they fired their coach, get a new guy in there, and he wants them to go even faster and shoot more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> not not. Oh well, you know you're you're being really aggressive and it's hurting on the defensive end. So slow it down and no, double it. <laughs> they're they're trying they're trying to be the golden or the the Golden State Warriors of hockey. They're just trying uh-huh. to like, go as fast as humanly possible and just yeah, they're they're forecheck. Like it's impossible to get the puck out of their offensive zone, and then you have the. Uh, and then they have the goalie because they know they can be that aggressive because they know they have such a good goalie that they can rely on him to make saves. And so yeah, it's uh, <laughs> they're a fun team to watch. And the fact that even though they want to go fast, they still have the big guys who will hit you. And Ryan Reeves wants to get in a fight and punch you in the <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, and and he has no issue with that. And so yeah, I. I think right now I would say the Golden Knights would be the favorite to win the cup if, it's a... if they can finish this out against the Canucks. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, they there are some other dang good teams <laughs> still in contention. Yeah, the the biggest one is the Lightning. Yeah, I was going to say East. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is just so good. Yeah. Uh, so I... If they, uh, if the Lightning, you know, if, yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting just to see how that, that <laughs> plays out. Yeah, the, the Lightning took out the Bruins in five games in this second round matchup, and it, it wasn't really that close. Boston just could never put a whole game together. It was. Yeah. It was always the Lightnings to lose every single yeah. time you were watching the game. It never really felt like Boston had much of a chance. Um, but at the same point, Boston is still Boston and could yeah. could pull it up. But Tampa Bay was just too too strong. Um, but I'm I'm surprised by what uh, the New York Islanders have been doing. They've yeah. had some great great goaltending um, well yeah and talk and talk about a turnaround because just like you know a year or two ago they they were pretty pretty much in the, in the uh-huh. bottom the bottom few yeah they finally get a home playoff win last year for the first time in forever and now they've got this uh this series against the flyers you know get out yeah, the first they could, here and yeah they could you know they could take take the their second round matchup with a win tomorrow and Mm-hmm. it'd be big it'd be really big for new york new york hockey yeah i mean 
they uh, they took out Washington relatively easily in their first round matchup. Yeah. So I I would love to see what um, <laughs> what this ends up being. Yeah, it's uh it's that's one of those things with these like these like bubbles with basketball and with this. It's like you think you know what's gonna happen, but the fact mm-hmm. that the home advantage is kinda evaporated and you're not a hundred percent sure what else could happen. Yeah. It's just kinda it's just kinda crazy. So uh and without moving too far away from hockey, I did wanna just mention freaking about the Seattle team. Seattle Kraken. That was my that was that was my my choice from the start. It's awesome. Yeah. I as soon as they announced the Kraken, I'm like, I can't believe the NHL actually did it. Which is awesome. And their merch is awesome and it makes me want to buy stuff. It's fantastic. So good. And the colors are great. Mm -hmm. It's just if I hadn't already pledged my loyalty all the way in on the Golden Knights from day one, then (laughs) man the kraken would be fun to jump into so yeah you haven't picked a hockey team your new favorite team is the seattle kraken yeah it's just it's just so good it's uh get in on day one because day one hasn't happened yet they don't have employees they don't have a coach they don't have a team they will have an expansion draft not this year but after next season yeah then they start up so Follow everything that they're doing. Follow follow what leads into this expansion draft because if you can follow an expansion draft, I, I love expansion drafts because to see the strategy that each team goes into with the players they protect and which ones they leave open and then what the other team does on who they pick in order to balance their roster and their salaries because they don't have a salary yet. Yeah. So, Oh, it's it's fantastic and it's big. I I love 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 expansion drafts, and so I'm real worried about um, who the Golden Knights are going to lose in this upcoming expansion draft because they they've got two starting goaltenders, and you can't take both of them. You can only protect one. So what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's just that's such it's such a crazy thing, yeah. Because you have to be so worried about about everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so again, if you don't have a favorite hockey team, get in on the Seattle Kraken. It, you know, there is no bandwagon that you're joining because there's no team yet. So, yeah, it's like you can't say that you just joined them because they're good because mm-hmm. they haven't even played. Yeah. So if you get in on the ground floor and this is your team, oh, it, it's your team now. Like nobody, nobody can come at you. And so, <laughs> yeah, I I jumped on Vegas as soon as they were announced that that was going to be my team and followed it all the way from, you know, team announcement to the logos and everything. Like it makes you so excited for every single thing that they do. And then, luckily, the Golden Knights ended up being the greatest expansion team to ever play hockey or any sport. It's true. And and maybe Seattle will do it next. And, oh, man, that 
Space Needle Anchor logo. It's so good. So, so good. Bad. Yeah. So exciting. So let's quickly, I know it's going to be really hard, let's quickly blaze through some baseball news. Um, so baseball uh, has started. They are more than halfway through their season right now. They are... It's been a completely insane season because we've had teams um, miss essentially the first two weeks of an eight-week season. Yeah, I mean, like we had some some uh, Miami, the Marlins kind of just had mm-hmm. a, a pretty decent outbreak. and <laughs> Yeah, the Marlins had a big outbreak and were out for two weeks. The Cardinals had a big outbreak and were out two weeks. Currently, the A's are in quarantine in Houston because they had a, a member test positive. Um, luckily, they've tested negative twice since then, and so it looks like the A's are actually going to be able to leave quarantine and start playing again soon without missing too many games, which is which is good. Um, but yeah, the the season is is nuts. But we also have new expanded playoffs that we're leading to this year oh that's exciting um so instead of there being just um five teams from each league that make the playoffs the three division winners and then two wild card teams in the wild card game now we're getting eight teams from each league that make the playoffs first and second in each division automatically get in and then the top two other teams get the wild card spots but this is where things are a little frustrating um, <laughs> it leads straight into a three game series where the one seed plays the eight seed two plays the seven and so on um, so if you lose two games your season is over doesn't matter if you're the best team in baseball <laughs> you lose two games to a 500 team you're out (laughs) and go home see you next year (laughs) so yeah that's uh that's that's tough yeah so um the oakland a's at the time before they went into quarantine had the best record in the american league so the a's would be the number one seed and would have been playing i believe at that point was a 500 toronto blue jays team like yeah that would suck (laughs) because i know i know (laughs) i know i know the a's are losing i was gonna i was gonna say i was like i see that the the a's are at the top of the west here i was like so what what disastrous thing is gonna happen to them in the playoffs this year (laughs) see that's that's what I was worried about. I'm like, I know that they're going to go in quarantine at some point this season. I was expecting it to be the last week of September. So that way they're automatically eliminated from the playoffs because they can't play. <laughs> that would that would be the most A's thing to happen. Uh-huh. But now baseball has realized, um, hey, playing in a bubble works and the only time of our season that actually matters this year is october so we're gonna follow the 
NHL's plan and make two bubbles for each yeah. league and just do our playoffs in a bubble. Which is perfect. It's like, yeah, that's uh, it's pretty pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping by that point the A's have gotten out of quarantine, are now like the fourth seed in the American League because I think the Astros will have enough time to come up and pass the A's. But, yeah, so I, I'm hoping to be like the fourth seed. And so you get to play... You know, like the Indians in the first round or the Twins or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, someone that is a total wild card. Because if I play a bad team and lose, <laughs> that's just, just disappointing. I'd rather play a good team and lose because they're going to lose either way. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you might as well be like, well, at least you know they played a good team and they had a good run mm-hmm. instead of being like you play like toronto and you're just like that's a bad team <laughs> yeah the baltimore orioles are the worst team in baseball and yet could make the playoffs this year this insane expanded playoffs and still eliminate the a's in the first round <laughs> it's that seems like the most viable option here yeah and so i'm just like this is this is so dumb everything is stupid with this <laughs> but hooray baseball <laughs> like, yeah yeah, like the Tampa Bay Rays have a one hundred percent chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't clinched anything. They're only five and a half games up on Toronto, so it's like one bad week, and they're not even going to it's... get one of the guaranteed spots in the playoffs. And yet, there's still a one hundred percent chance to make the playoffs yeah, doesn't make a lot of sense but the a's okay. who haven't played since before the protests um <laughs> have a 99.9 percent chance to play uh, in the playoffs and so it's like <laughs> that seems uh seems optimistic yeah <laughs> so um yeah i i don't fully understand how any of this is working this year what I do know is the A's are going to lose in the first round and I'm just <laughs> trying to prepare myself for that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's tough. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about this because honestly I wasn't thinking about it but and I'm going to get distracted, but how on earth does Tampa Bay have the Lightning, that's like the best team, one of the best teams in hockey, the Rays, which is like <laughs> one of the best teams in baseball, and Tom freaking Brady. Yeah. <laughs> who let... Who let this happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the Lightning have slowly been building this nightmare monster, and they just haven't been able to actually come through and win. They were the, yeah. they were the best team in hockey three years in a row, and then it all collapses in the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Rays have no budget, no players, and yet they somehow moneyball their way into scraping together you know a couple relievers who can play through an entire game and are in first place in the american league yeah and then tampa bay the buccaneers are just dumb about literally everything they do and decide okay well we just had our first you know what was it 30 30 season 30 yeah 30 interceptions. <laughs> yeah. yeah and yet still 
came relatively close to the playoffs, so sure, let's just throw a bunch of money at Tom Brady and hope that fixes it. Let's just bring in a 40-year-old quarterback. Yeah, (laughs) with a, you know, back broken broken leg tight end and say, i know and yeah, s- and somehow that. somehow he'll still throw like 13 touchdowns to gronk this year yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. i uh, i have no no idea what i mean the nfc south is too good like it's, it's yeah such that a... is it's wild <laughs> uh, well next week we'll plan to do uh a nfl like preview yeah because i haven't really even looked over anything because i was like i don't know i guess in my mind i have been so like i've had this thought that i was like the nfl can't possibly play any games like what are you talking Uh about like like i've spent this whole year thinking the nfl season just wasn't even gonna happen and now that we're like 10 days away from them actually playing real games i'm like they're gonna play games yeah (laughs) like yeah i just i kept waiting for college football to cancel everything they just left it up to whoever wanted to, I guess. And then nobody made any decisions. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what's real weird about this is like, like it's like half the conferences were like we're not playing, and then the other half of the conferences are like, well, we like money, so we're still gonna play. Yeah. <laughs> and the Big Ten like we're not gonna play, but then suddenly there's all these rumors flying around where like actually we're gonna start in mid October, but yeah. like because the, the athletic- president called them. <laughs> yeah and but all of the athletic directors are like wait a second we didn't agree to this yeah and then all of the university presidents are like no we're not going to do it and then nebraska's like yes we are yeah the Big like, Ten was like we didn't even like you like, you don't even yeah like you don't have any sway in this conversation yeah. nebraska <laughs> what have you done since you got here nothing like yeah. just shut so, up and go away. You're Rutgers. You're Rutgers. So, go away. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the NCAA at all right now. Uh, it's all a gigantic mess. It's all so stupid. We've already which, had games that were supposed to be played already postponed this year, like games that were they, rescheduled yeah. to be played after their games had already been canceled, and then they rescheduled them. And then they get postponed because the players all have coronavirus. Like, this is so, so stupid. Unfortunately, it's one of those things where the, the you know, how well the leadership is put together of certain leagues around the country has basically directly translated into how well their season startups have happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, hockey and basketball, great. Like, the commissioners are good. That's great. Baseball, the commissioner's kind of a scumbag, and <laughs> and the and the you know and the season did okay, but you know there's a lot of quarantines and a lot of you know mm-hmm. series that had to you know be things, so that kind of made sense. The NCAA is a total, for lack of a better word, shit show, and, <laughs> and it's a gigantic just like, nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, I just uh, I'm so happy that I don't have any stake in anything that has to do with college football because I would be so frustrated right now. This is just so, so insane. And then there's independent teams like BYU that lost all of their games, scrambled together to throw together a season, and then the Big Big Ten and Pac-12 are like, but hey, we still want to do non-conference games in the spring. And so maybe BYU will just play every month from now until forever? 
which which honestly like i feel like byu doesn't care and like the school that like as far as like schools that can make a lot of money playing all the time byu (laughs) is like up there yeah (laughs) so like if they play you know 12 games or even less if they play eight games in this you know regular season fall and then yeah and then play spring ball and then uh play summer ball and then start it all over again like why not (laughs) yeah i mean just turn byu into just like you know the old school barnstorming teams where they just show up and be like hey we're gonna play a game here get a team (laughs) (laughs) yeah put put a team on the field we're gonna play against them (laughs) (laughs) basically so we get to see byu play actual college football on monday on monday against navy so stupid in maryland it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever like, heard of in my okay. life. One of the things that we know that's bad for coronavirus is traveling long distances in small enclosed spaces. So gonna what did BYU do? Let's hey, take a let's... bus across the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's take a bus to Maryland. Or, no, we know they're not busing to Maryland. They're that's getting true. in an airplane and <laughs> traveling to Maryland. Like yeah that's it's it's sketchy for sure uh so so dumb yeah i didn't i don't understand at all what the ncaa thinks they're doing uh Uh, the ncaa it'll be it'll be fun the ncaa has canceled officially canceled all fall sports championships there will be no championships awarded for fall sports so like yeah that's yeah i mean i get why players want to play but like (laughs) come on man (laughs) but the thing is division one fbs football is not under the jurisdiction of the ncaa Uh, the ncaa does not award their championship the ncaa has no power over an ncaa sport which is literally the dumbest thing about the ncaa (laughs) here's an ncaa sport has to follow all the ncaa rules and yet cannot be governed by the ncaa and the ncaa has no power to tell them what to or not do and so they just let them all make it up yeah which is ridiculous i mean like i'm glad that the that the like the conference like commissioners and stuff and what the director is of kind of done some things like like the pac 12 like they were just like yeah no this is a lot we're just gonna it's better if we don't but -hmm. some people just were like whatever forge ahead (laughs) like doesn't make it doesn't make any sense yeah no it i know it's like stressful just thinking about about it (laughs) the university of alabama has more coronavirus cases than most countries in europe yeah and they and they want to send a football team to play other football teams yeah (laughs) north carolina hasn't practiced in a month because they have so many coronavirus cases that they shut down campus they want to have a game next week (laughs) yeah i don't i don't understand at all what this makes any sense and now Nebraska and Iowa players are trying to sue to get the Big Ten to start. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, like, no. Why? Yeah. You're like, the less the less games, the better, I think, should be the mantra here. Yeah. I mean. As much as we all want 
football to be happening. I don't think this, I think we can all just take a breath and agree that maybe we could just skip it this year. It's fine. (laughs) I love football as much or more than almost every single person in the world. (laughs) This is the dumbest thing. Like, yeah, we, we shouldn't be doing this. I understand why the NFL can happen. They are professionals. They can make these decisions. They get paid and a lot of money to do and this. There's, and there's only 32 teams. 32 mm-hmm. total teams. 32 there, total are, teams. there are hundreds, <laughs> yeah. hundreds of college teams. <laughs> yeah, there are, I believe, 72 college football teams that have said they're playing football this fall. Which is probably about 72 too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You're talking about college kids. Yeah. Yeah. College kids on campus because the NCAA can't force college kids to be on campus when campus is closed without because students aren't allowed on campus, but student athletes are. That means that the student athletes are treated differently than regular students, which hurts the NCAA's case that student athletes are just regular students, which those (laughs) cases are still in court right now. And so the NCAA has to walk a very fine line between what is and isn't allowed. And so that's why they had to leave campuses open because the thing that would be smart is to lock all of these players in a bubble on campus if you want to play football. But you can't lock them in a bubble on campus without having the rest of the students there because that hurts your financial case against not allowing (laughs) players to make money, which is another just idiotic thing that the NCAA does. But (laughs) But now you have this this whole situation because you have to treat student athletes like regular students, which means everyone's going to get sick and we're going to lose football. If you want football, just let them be called something other than student athletes and let them get paid but no now you're ruining football and you're ruining the payment and you're ruining everything about college sports and so the ncaa just for once make one teensy tiny smart decision like just just one i don't care which one it is out of the 17 that i've mentioned just one (laughs) seriously though it's unfortunately it does seem like like you see uh a situation and a decision that the ncaa makes and you're like as much as i would love to be surprised by the idiocy of this i am never surprised (laughs) yeah never (laughs) like every single time byu would announce a new game i'm like (laughs) sure like yeah this is all just dumb all right here's byu's schedule Navy, good game. Army, good game. Troy, uh, oh, good-ish game. Texas San Antonio, not great. Houston, could be good, but all of their good players have opted out, so why? So probably not. <laughs> uh, Texas State, go Bobcats. Uh... Like I mean, uh, no, that's not good. Western Kentucky was terrible last year. <laughs> and then you finish off the season versus North Alabama, a Division <laughs> two school. Like, why? It's not like you're making money off this because you can't have fans in the stands. Like, yeah. God, this is all just so, so. And on top so of that, dumb. they'll still find a way to just go 500. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, they're going to go 500. Matt Bushman tore his ACL and is out for the season yeah like 
The season hasn't even started, and you already lost your best player, and it wasn't even to coronavirus. In yeah, the middle and surpri- of a pandemic. Surprisingly enough, for him, that's probably best case scenario. So now yeah. he doesn't have he doesn't have to travel with the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now he could just work on getting into the combine next year, which is what he should have been doing anyways. Oh. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a uh, disaster yeah. uh, to say to say the least. So, yeah. so hey, you should watch some NCAA football this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll yeah, it'll be on. I mean, we get to see uh, some games like uh, Central Arkansas versus UAB. Hey, Central Arkansas won won a game already this year. Did it's you know true. That? They've 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 there already, already a college played. football game that played, and Central Arkansas yeah. won it last week. Yeah, um, and that's that's the other thing is like like how it makes you wonder like what ratings would even end up looking like because like most of like the top twenty five teams like are barely even playing anyway yeah uh, and you know who's considered the number one team in all of college football according to the stats huh that would be ohio state university the oh. ohio state university who the ohio zero state. and zero this season it's and true. yet still the stats might still show that they're still the number one team in the country interesting yeah <laughs> i i it, it this is so so dumb yeah it doesn't make any sense i mean you had rice and houston that were supposed to play this week but houston had to cancel due to uh coronavirus you had jacksonville state and florida (laughs) international which had to cancel because jacksonville state had an outbreak yeah Um, you had marshall and east carolina that was supposed to play that was rescheduled but no they're not doing that (laughs) <laughs> so i literally everything about this is dumb but hey if you would like to wake up and watch uh eastern kentucky versus marshall on saturday y- you can do that um <laughs> here i think the best game on saturday might be middle tennessee versus army yeah um so Go go right ahead and find CBS Sports Network to watch that because <laughs> it's not even on like ESPN. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something. Yeah, BYU That's... and Navy on Monday on Memorial Day, like, Labor Day. Yeah, it's just uh, it's true. It's just so dumb. It's, uh, it's perfect perfect football watching weather. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, outside there. of the frustrating maze of awfulness that is NCAA football, is there any other random sports stuff that you've been following recently? All right. So anyway, uh, yeah. So the NCAA is a mess. Yeah, <laughs> as always. The NCAA as always, doesn't make any sense. So is there? Uh, any more fo- or sports shenanigans that you would like to get into before we wrap this up? Well, um, for those of you who don't follow NASCAR, um, the NASCAR playoffs start this weekend. Um, they do it in a couple of different rounds. It starts off with 16 drivers eligible, and then they cut off the bottom four um, in each round after three races. So this weekend it starts at Darlington. Um, 
Darlington is a difficult track to pass, which can make for some really exciting racing. So um, turn it on because it's uh, it should be a good race. should be fun. And I believe this is the regular season finale for... Uh, or no, next week is regular season finale for the Xfinity Series. So you know, the other two, uh, the trucks in the Xfinity Series, are getting close to their playoffs as well. So if you... If you want to start paying attention to NASCAR, you know, same with other sports, pay attention during the playoffs because that's yeah. when it gets good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously though. Uh, but then also this weekend is um, apparently the second Saturday in May because it's Kentucky Derby Day. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah, who knew that it's May in September? But, uh, yeah, no, we've got uh, the Kentucky Derby. Um, most of the favorites for the Kentucky Derby withdrew when the date got postponed, but Tis the Law, who was the prospective favorite, held in and is now the overwhelming favorite for the Kentucky Derby. So um, turn it on and see if Tis the Law wins or if we get a huge upset, because there's only those two possibilities. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i guess yeah um but then you also have the u.s open in tennis going on um the number one seed on the women's side katarina pliskova already lost in the tournament in the second round today which is a huge upset um, yeah but since the seedings have gotten all messed up because players haven't been able to play and some players did play in other small weird tournaments that technically counted and kept their rankings afloat but uh novak djokovic is unseated in the u.s open and so Dang. watching him having to fight his way through some higher seeded players all the way through this tournament is going to be kind of fun um so everything's all all kind of shaken around on tennis and so it's a it's a weird tournament but it's it could lead to some interesting setups um and then you have the pga tour championship which starts tomorrow or today if you're listening to it on thursday <laughs> um, but the tour championship is the the final the final of the uh, final event of the regular PGA Tour season, um, but they seed the players according to how well they've played throughout the season, and so the best players who had scored the most PGA Tour points throughout the year get a uh, get an advantage and get uh, get to start their rounds already under par wow and so like you know the people who had the least amount of points to qualify because only the top 30 players qualify for this tournament uh, but they start at even and then works all the way up to the current leader um uh, Dustin Johnson and John Rahm starting off at minus 10. Dang. And so 
it, it does give them the advantage, but if they don't play well and you have some of these other players who play well and outplay them throughout the throughout the tournament, they can win the full season long tour championship. And so it's it's kind of fun because you never have to worry about the points and oh this player has to beat this guy by more than three strokes in order to hold his advantage. No, it's just here it is. They translate it into strokes and go yeah. go win it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting. It's fun, um, and a lot of the top players didn't really want to play in the tour championship because you've got a major next week in golf um you're you're headed to uh the u.s open next week so go ahead and have fun with that right after (laughs) playing in the tour championship so seriously though um yeah uh dustin johnson is the favorite for the tour championship but with it being wide open like this you still have some big names that could pull it off. Rory McIlroy's in the field. Tony Finau has played great on Thursdays and Fridays and collapsed on Saturdays and Sundays this year. Um, you know, Mark Leishman is in it. Victor Hovland, some of the some of the lower ranked guys, but then Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, Bryson DeChambeau, all all with legitimate shots to win this uh, this Tour Championship. So yeah, yeah. If, Give give the golf some love this week when you're not watching college football. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did finish my college football preview. For those of you that were missing it this year, I did do it. I didn't write it up because why? Um, but <laughs> it's uh, it's it's good to spend your time on other things sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I did preview it, and you know. I posted it so you can find it if you want to, but um, yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was sad because we were supposed to have some really good games this week. But it's seriously though, um, but yeah, and for those of you that didn't follow the Marble League this summer, like I told you to, you missed out on probably the greatest comeback in the history of sports. So. <laughs> Go back and watch Marble League on Yella's Marble Runs YouTube channel because it was some great events and the Savage Speeders were <laughs> were really really terrible <laughs> to start off the uh, the the whole events and so uh, yeah you should definitely definitely watch it um it was uh it was some it was a lot of fun when there was no sports to uh <laughs> to keep things going so it's true I and mean, it's nice to have something on the side to to root for <laughs> yeah there's no coronavirus in marbles they are immune thank heavens yellow <laughs> made sure to let us know that the marbles are immune to the coronavirus so they're not breaking any laws by competing (laughs) or or gathering in groups of more Uh than 50 (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah completely full stands you know referees you know full tv crews yeah you know it 
a wonderful event. Um, and again, if you haven't watched any of the Marble Run, you know, series that that they do, it's so well done. It's so much fun. <laughs> just just give it a watch and forget how terrible the world is for a few minutes. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> though. All yeah. right. Well, uh, sounds good. Uh, we made a right to the end of this heat box game. It looks like the heat are going to take it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Oh, uh, so, man. The Jimmy Butler, Marcus Smart fights are going to be so good. So good. So very, very exciting. Uh, I am super excited for this OKC Houston game. I'll go straight yeah. from here to turn that on. Uh, all right. Well, we'll wrap that up. We'll be back at you next week, I guess. I, I guess, mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, this seems like uh, like something that should should I guess happen every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Since apparently we're playing sports. Yeah. So <laughs> next week we'll do uh, an NFL preview, maybe. Maybe. You know, maybe Who knows? make maybe make a uh, couple a couple picks and predictions. Yeah. Uh, that will all inevitably. Uh, be disastrous in the end, I'm sure. Yeah, because the season's <laughs> definitely happening. All of it, all all of the games, are yeah, definitely I, uh, happening. I don't have a hundred percent faith, but you know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll just get to that point when we get there. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, then we'll see all of you guys next week.